Welcome to this week's episode of the DevOps Lab. And with us, we have Kyle Ruddy from HashiCorp talking about how we're going to terraform everything. So tune in. Welcome to this week's episode of the DevOps Lab. I'm April Edwards, and with me this week, I have a returning guest, Kyle. Kyle, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, welcome back. We always love talking about Terraform on the DevOps Lab. And this week's episode is how to Terraform everything. Yes, it's quite the broad topic area. It is. So why do we want to Terraform everything? I mean, I know I, why I want to, but why do we as a collective we want to Terraform everything? Well, so from my vantage point, I think of it when it really comes down to consistency, being able to repeatedly create something uh, in that consistent manner so that I know and I'm comfortable understanding that every single time, whatever I'm creating is going to be exactly as defined within my code. Exactly. You're right. And also, you know, when we do things by hand, we're human. And I will fully admit, like, I can't even type my name correctly on a daily basis without a typo. So if I'm building out infrastructure and I've done this in the past, I've brought down an entire VMware cluster because I misread a letter, right? We, we, we make mistakes and, and that's fine. But if we want to be like really good DevOps people, we have to automate everything, right? So consistency is absolutely key, especially if we're looking at like traceability from our organizations, if we're deploying stuff into Azure and infrastructure, everything else. And then we want to develop, like we want that consistency across our environment so that we can have like for like environments, we can have that resiliency, all that important stuff. So you're right, consistency is key. So how do we terraform everything? So terraform is kind of interesting when you think about the, the provider ecosystem, if you will, there's so many different ways to apply infrastructure as code principles to the things that terraform can manage. Some of the fun things that I like thinking about is the Domino's provider that's out there where you can actually take Terraform code and order a pizza from Domino's. Whoa, hold on a second. Game changer. So, I mean, yeah. ter <laughs> Terraforming my infrastructure is important, but I'm hungry. And if I have to work late or I'm writing a bunch of code, it's lunchtime, I can Terraform Domino's. All right. I want to <laughs> see this one. Exactly. Like you can just push a button and boom, you've got a DevOps pipeline that can run out. And, you know, 30 minutes later, you've got a pizza. However, awesome. I want to kind of transition this over to something that folks might find a little tiny bit more useful. At least I know for myself, because I find myself creating a lot of different repositories in GitHub. So mm -hmm. in this episode, I think we should take a look at using the GitHub provider with Terraform. That would be really cool because, right, we're about DevOps and GitHub is a massive repository for developers across the world. I use it day in and day out. So, yeah, let's look at the GitHub repo, uh, GitHub repo provider. All right. So let's let's jump into uh, my, my Visual Studio Code uh, mm -hmm. example right here. We have some some demo code that just lays out some of the, the bare basic fundamentals of creating a GitHub repository. So first and foremost, we have the creation of our, or rather, really the instantiation of our GitHub provider. Uh, there is a token that you can provide to it, or you can create an OAuth account or, or an OAuth app uh, in order to uh, authenticate to GitHub. Then we have just some, some fairly simple, straightforward GitHub repository uh, setup. 
name, description, what your license should be, and then whether or not there should be a uh, git ignore. Uh, you know, I do a lot of Terraform stuff, so we're going to apply in there the uh, Terraform git ignore file. And then also, I don't think a, a, a GitHub repository is, is good without at least a readme to kind of tell us what's going on in that repository. So very simple, straightforward code just to create the, the bare minimum template for a GitHub repository. And I just want to know for everyone watching, these are definitely following along developer best practices. Adding a readme to every repo should absolutely be number one priority. Um, when you're working with Terraform, a git, a dot git ignore is also super crucial. So just want to say everyone out there, like these are great developer practices to take with you. And sometimes when we do demos, we forget to do these simple things, but no, absolutely, Kyle. Awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, there's nothing like going back to a repository that you created, you know, a year or two ago, and you're like, what was this for? Yep. We're trying to use someone else's code, and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So readmes are super, super crucial. Yeah. Why did I fork this? I have no <laughs> idea. That's what the readme's for. Absolutely. Uh, so then we can kind of also build on top of this, and uh, I'm going to switch branches here over to a little bit more of a full build out. Uh, for things that we use internally within my my own team uh, mm -hmm. here at HashiCorp. So we're going to add a couple different areas here to our uh, repository area. So we're we're going to set up and make sure that issues are present and available on our uh, repo, as well as that it has a wiki, because we want people to be able to follow along. We want to create uh, you know additional product information or documentation that goes along with it. Uh, and then, of course, we want to add some folks who can collaborate to it. So we can use the resource, the, the repository collaborator. You know, in this case, I named it victim because normally I'm assigning them a bunch of stuff to do, but yep. never mind that. <laughs> uh, and then we can even customize the, the issue labels that go along with that. So we can have uh, unique individual uh, labels and colors and, and descriptions that go along with those. Cool. So let's actually go ahead and run this code. So we have our repository, we have our Terraform uh, configuration already set, ready to run. Let's do a Terraform apply. We're going to, this This is where we get into the uh, into the human error part as I type stuff in. So we have our GitHub token, mm -hmm. which I've already saved out to a environmental variable. Then we have our, let's see, we needed our, our repo name which trying to verify, yep, repo underscore name. And let's do uh, the DevOps lab for that. Cool. And we'll see if anything else pops up here. Oh, where did we mess up? Start repo. Oh. Because I put var too many times. See, human error—it's a thing. You got to—you got to automate this, Kyle. You got to put this into like a variable file or something. Yeah, I can't even type yes right. So then we have our this plan. Is why we have to automate everything? It, absolutely. So, we so we're creating a web repository. Yes. It's creating our issues. It's taking all that stuff and and deploying that out for us. Awesome. And, oh, we didn't specify a victim, so it's a little unhappy about that. Mm -hmm. However, if we go back to our GitHub repository, we should be able to see that hopefully 
there is a DevOps lab repository that's out there. It's been created literally 22 seconds ago. We have our issues tab, uh, which if we, we open up our issues, uh, where are our labels? We can see that we have our, our bug label that we added, uh, an enhancement label. You can see all that kind of stuff. We have our wiki page. So, you know, this was really just a, a you know, easy way to, to apply some consistency to the GitHub repositories that, you know, I manage and the folks on my team manage as well. Awesome. That's really, really cool. And that's really useful because if we're starting on a project, we can just create the repo as part of our code. Absolutely. And you know, every single time it's going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Especially for consistency. If you have multiple projects and I, I work with so many people and customers that go, right, well, how many projects do I need? When do I divide this into a project? Or, you know, even, you know, you're working whether you were working Azure DevOps or GitHub repos, it's the same problem, just a different technology. So it's great to be able to automate this. Um, just make sure that we're not having to have like have that battle every time, create a repo, forget permissions, et cetera. Because the permissions thing is always probably one of the biggest bugbears as well for people. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that's really, really cool. So Kyle, uh, I think it's time we probably should automate that pizza order now. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. Really, really, really excited to have Kyle on with us again, talk about consistency and being able to terraform everything pretty much, which is awesome. So Kyle, thank you again. And tune in next time for our next Terraform episode on the DevOps Lab. Mm -hmm.